0: Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the College Info Geek Podcast. My name is Thomas Frank, and this is a show that helps you become a more effective student. In this episode, we're going to be talking to my friend Tom Miller, who runs WTFprofessor.com. And if you've been reading the blog over at CollegeInfoGeek.com recently, you'll know that Tom has written a couple of excellent, excellent guest posts over there. The most recent one was over the exam prep cycle, which was ridiculously in-depth, a lot of people found it super helpful, and actually every month Tom and I get together with our friend Khalid, who runs betterexplained.com, and we have a little mastermind group of sorts for educational content creation. So, Tom has been a good friend for quite a while. We talk every month, and I've been wanting to have him on the show for some time. And today is that day. So, today we're going to talk about the age old debate whether you should focus exclusively on your grades, or if your grades are not an accurate marker of actual learning and performance, and whether you should focus more on a holistic, uh, well rounded Renaissance man learning experience in college. Like, what is college for? So that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Tom and I have some pretty nuanced opinions on it and we're going to hash it out and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the episode. We've got show notes over at CIGpodcast.com. The episode 84 link on the page will take you to them. You'll get a summary, links to anything we talked about in this episode, plus links over to Tom's site if you want to check out some of his writing. And if you would like to, there are also links there to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which definitely helps out. So thank you if you do that. And that is all I got for this intro so sit back relax unless you're at the gym right now which in that case don't relax and enjoy the interview. So we're going to talk about grades versus learning basically right?
1: Yeah and this was kind of uh I feel like this is kind of a controversial topic where you, know, you have one one side of the equation where they think it's the most evil thing in the world to just be very pragmatic about getting grades and getting your degree, <laughs> uh, and that you're depriving the earth of this wonderful education you get at college, and then there's the the other side that's like, you know, got to do what you got to do, and, you know, learn as much as you can along the way, so I think it's kind of an interesting,
0: you know. Well, I've always had this question, like, this confusion about the, the conflict here, like, I understand it, but... I know that if you are studying effectively, like, if you're not cramming right before the night of the test or something, you're going to learn the material that you're going to be tested on, like, you're going to learn it well enough to remember it after the test. Right. So, it's like, you're still getting an education. It's just, I don't know, the people who have this, this, like, debate, like, this two-sided thing in their mind, are they they just thinking, like, I have to be this holistic renaissance man and... Make sure I'm spending very minimal time on like math and science and whatever my classwork is. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and,
1: and so so I think that a little bit of what I've tried to do is at least clarify that for you know the people who are focused on you know, getting the most out of what you know the classes they're in and getting their grades at the same time and make sure they graduate. You know, kind of a a framework to approach it, and then by focusing on that, then you can kind of free up. know your free time so you can go learn whatever you want to learn
0: yeah so before we kind of like get into the debate and everything what i want to know is like because you did engineering uh what kind of engineering did you do by the way was it
1: i did mechanical
0: mechanical that's right not civil yep i I was thinking civil for a second because i heard you talking about it on your blog do you feel like your college experience was only grades and only practical knowledge or do you feel like you learned more of like a like a wide-ranging body of knowledge
1: for me it's kind of like you know i take now, now I kind of take a hard stance just to kind of drive home the point that, you know, if you focus on getting your grades first, then you have the extra time to invest in what you want to learn. But, yeah. you know, I guess I guess I'm kind of a contradiction because I did mechanical engineering. I feel like I learned a lot there. Got, you know, focused on getting the grades. But then I also picked up a double major in philosophy, which is, like, completely the opposite. <laughs> uh, just, like, humanities all the way. But, you know, I think there are a lot of... Uh, benefits to kind of doing that as well. Mm. And it was the, the only reason I could do that is because I got so good at getting my homeworks done and doing well on the test that I didn't have to spend forever, uh, you know, st- studying for my engineering work. And then I got this extra benefit, you know, still graduated in four years, uh, got a kind of an extra degree out of it. But the stuff that I did learn in philosophy was kind of like a really nice complement to, to what I learned in engineering. And it was kind of like a selling point when I was interviewing for jobs, too. Hmm. So it's like kind of having that balance or some sort of like evidence that you're more than just a collection of information that you go through and accumulate when you go through these classes is definitely a huge benefit. But I, I don't know. I don't think that you have to do that by getting that experience through college. You can do it through internships, jobs, projects, your own personal You know, learning project type stuff. That was kind of my experience. I don't know. What about you?
0: Yeah. So I did management information systems, and um, my initial goal going into college was to give myself as much free time as possible because I really do like to learn on my own. So for me, classwork was very much a grade thing. I just want to get my grades, I want them to be good enough that my degree will be worth something. But um, I feel like I'm going to learn the majority of the useful things in my life through other means. And looking back, I can say I did. I definitely took some classes. Like, I do remember going through the university catalog, and I'm like, oh, that sounds like an awesome class. I want to learn how to, like, program Linux stuff. And I don't know if I'm going to use that for a job, but it sounds fun. Um, But looking back, like, the holistic knowledge that I consider to, like, be the majority of what I know comes mainly from books and randomly reading things online and like doing things um yeah like if i'm thinking like oh what's like a what's like a outside of my major subject that i know about and like i think of science or history all that comes from books i read back there yeah um like i remember i took a religion class in college and i did well in it but i don't really remember a whole lot from it and i don't think about it very often i can tell you that much but uh, I do think about, like, the history I've read and, like, the science books I've read and some of the other things. So, yeah, one of the things I wanted to talk about was this idea. Have you ever heard of the, the signaling theory of education? Uh, I don't know. There's a, So there's this economist. His name is Brian Kaplan, and he's written pretty extensively about this. And his basic hypothesis is that the value of a college degree is its ability to signal your, uh, your ability to be adaptable to do a large amount of work in a short period of time. Basically it signals to any organization that might want to hire you. This person is qualified based on whatever it took for them to get this degree. So it's like just a foot in the door, kind of like basic measure of competence and adaptability and your ability to learn. And I find myself agreeing in part, like I've I've got some nuanced ideas about it because if you're a big organization and you have to look at a lot of people for maybe a more defined role, then I can see how that might be useful. But as time goes on and as people start working for smaller and smaller companies with less rigid structures and smaller teams, it's easier to evaluate your ability based on your other projects and things like that, right?
1: Yeah. No, I and you know, I think a lot of that has to do with how well how specified what you're degree is in how well that maps to what you're actually going to be doing, you know, cause yeah. Yeah. You, you know, like you have to go to school for a, a medical degree or an engineering degree or something where it's like, you're either designing a product that can kill somebody or you're actually like cutting someone open, like things where you, you have like a very specific amount, like a very specified list of technical requirements of things that you need to know. Right. I think, I think, yeah, in terms of that, you know, it, it it signals, like, at least you have this body of knowledge that's a prerequisite to get in the door. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's that sort of subset of the amount of majors that come through universities is, like, small. And a lot of the workforce, like, that percentage that requires that prerequisite body of knowledge that you can't get anywhere else, you know, it seems to be getting either smaller or less uh, relevant.
0: Yeah, there are definitely that subset. I remember when I talked to Ryan uh, Newen, I think this was like back in like episode 26 or something like that, uh, about doing med school. And he told me like, definitely med school, your grades are huge, like hugely important. I think he had like a 3.5 GPA. And the mm-hmm. only reason that he was able to get into med schools with that low, quote unquote, GPA was because he had done... Doctors Without Walls and a bunch of other extracurricular things, which helped bolster his application. But he said like the grades are super important because there is that very defined body of knowledge that you do need. Right. Whereas I think that some other majors, there is somewhat of that quality. There are some you know basic tenets you need to know, but it's less rigid, you know, less um less of a requirement to know all of it. Right. So. Yeah. I feel like the... there's, such,
1: there's such a diversity oh, yeah. of the the type of work that you're going to encounter coming out of college mm-hmm. when you have like a business major or you're a humanities major or something like that. You, know, oh, you, yeah. could be, you could be working for, you could go work on Wall Street, but you could also go work for some small little design firm or you could be, I don't know, making widgets and selling them door to door. It's
0: like... <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> or you could be so blocking Facebook for people at your work. Yeah, exactly. No, so. you remind me uh, about my major and the job that I did for my internship because MIS could encompass like application development. You could do uh, infrastructure. You could do project management. There's like this whole spectrum. A lot of people fall into this more businessy area where they might use a little bit of their technical knowledge, but most like mostly just business knowledge. And then some people will fall into the more – I'm going to do IT, but I happen to know about business. So it's like there's this whole wide spectrum of stuff you learn in the major, but then most people will find themselves like narrowly slotted into some job that uses very very little of that. If right. I had to pick a class from my major that mapped to my job when I was an intern, it was just the networking class, which I didn't take until after the internship in the first place. And <laughs> you know, regardless, they taught me basically everything I needed to know on the fly anyway. Right. So I feel like the, the essential question here is like, why do you go to college? Do you go to become a well-rounded educated Renaissance person? Or do you go to get a degree that signals your ability to do one specific job? And I feel like the right. answer is it depends really on what you want to do.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That, and that's, that's funny because it's like, I get a lot of emails from, and I'm sure you do too, emails from students just being like, Hey, I'm doing this major, but I'm not sure it's right. Like, or I'm doing this and I'm doing all these things, but I have no time for what I really want to do. And what should I do? Mm. And like the, whenever I respond to people, I'm just like, well, what's your ultimate goal? Like, what do you, what are you actually like trying to do after college? What do you want to get out of it? And that determines a lot of, of what you should be focusing on. Because if you just want to get a job at, you know, Lockheed Barton and have the best chance of like getting a, a good entry level position, then it's like, yeah, you just gotta go to class and, and apply the, you know, the best study techniques you can to get get your grades up and and then make some time for internships and stuff like that. Whereas if you're just kind of like going to college to get experiences, then maybe, you know, what you spend your time on is different. So
0: So as somebody who has the philosophy degree <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you can, you, can, you can dig into these deep philosophical questions. Um, I'm sure you get the emails just like I do, where it's like, both, what do I do to get more time to pursue my interests while I'm dealing with all this classwork? But one, how do, like, ultimately, how the heck do I figure out what I want to do after college and whether or not my coursework is the most important time investment to get me there? Like, how do I know if I should be focusing as much time and getting amazing grades if I don't know? what the heck I want to do when I'm done?
1: You know, a lot of that question, I, I, I'm a big fan of just like trying to go out and test it mm. as much as we can. So like I had a bunch of ideas of what I wanted to do after I got my degree. Like my, my dad is like a PhD chemist and he does all this research stuff. So like I had an idea that maybe I wanted to do grad school and do research, but I had found a professor that I connected with and like did some work for her. And then she took me on as a undergrad research assistant. And I did that for a while and then figured out (laughs) this isn't really going anywhere. It's like all you're doing is just trying to get funding for your next uh, thing that you're going to study and publish a paper on. Oh,
0: are you doing grant writing?
1: I was, uh, they had funding from the military and they were building like little mini robots and like the results of like what they were building were going to determine whether they got funded for like the next round of studies.
0: Okay. So like
1: the whole... Like all the experiments that were designed were like aimed at, you know, these small little things that the government cared about that was going to get that next round of funding. Yeah. Where it was like, but anyway, so it's like you got to test stuff like that. I figured out was it wasn't for me. I also got an internship at a manufacturing company, and that was pretty cool. And that's what I ended up doing after college. So mm. um, I I feel like a lot of that question you know, can be solved by going out and trying to test things or at least talk to people. But kind of like uh, what I, what I tell people a lot is like your default path should be to like, you know, you picked a major. If you're already like a junior, it's like, you might as well just continue and do the best you can and try to figure that stuff out at the same time. Yeah. I don't know how you kind of approach that.
0: I think I agree because I feel like my experience was similar to yours in nature. Uh, I didn't go to a manufacturing company or anything, but when I when I interviewed Cal Newport and I asked like, what should your priority be in college? He was like, you pick a major that you think is interesting, you go all out on it, do as well as you can, crush your grades, and then build an extra, extra, uh, extracurriculars on top of that, but don't let them override your grades. I think I have a bit more nuanced view of that, but I think it's a good starting place if you don't know what you want to do specifically. And like you said. Once you start testing things and getting experience outside of class and all that, then you can really learn whether or not that path is going to be the most beneficial thing for you to get to where you want to go. Uh, my experience, I did my internship at Principal Financial where I was like a network guy and didn't like networking. I was like, I thought it would be this active job where I was going all around the you know corporate campus and going through the tunnels and stuff and wiring up servers and actually it was just a cubicle job. And um eventually I thought, okay, well web development might be more fun because if I've got to sit in a cubicle and, and do something, I would rather code. Coding is fun. So at that point I realized, well, working at the campus web development department during my sophomore year taught me way more about coding, like an order of magnitude more than any class I'd ever taken. So right. after my sophomore year, going into junior and then culminating in senior year, I started to place less importance on my grades. I still worked to get good grades, but I wasn't trying to get like perfect grades and I wasn't paying as much attention in class, you know, in an imperfect way. It wasn't like it was completely deliberate. Like there was definitely some, I'm just lazy right now. I don't want to <laughs> be right. perfect in class. Uh, but I was also learning more and I took another job doing web development and some automation engineering in um, a research department on campus. And I thought that's where my life was going to go. And, you know, I, I had known from listening to plenty of podcasts with professional web developers and just experience online that most people who are in this industry don't do it just through school. It's like mostly self taught or doing big projects with the company. Right. And then transitioning to what I do now, like, there's obviously not a major. how to be YouTuber podcaster guy (laughs) you have to figure that out (laughs) entirely on your own so again another diminished uh, importance on my grades and more effort invested into my projects yeah so it's just like I think it's important to be mindful of what your goals are and to regularly like do a self check like what is important to me and do I think it's probable that this will support me after school if I had known like Oh, 100% this will support me after school. I could have just like stopped going to class and like invested 100% of my effort into it, and it probably would have been fine. But right. when you're in the situation of a student who isn't making a full time income off of your side project, or you're not guaranteed a specific job that you want, you still have to hedge your bets and place a little bit of emphasis on those grades.
1: No, and that makes sense. I think, uh, I think where people sometimes get. Could- get confused is you know finding something they're interested in outside of classes and actually getting their degree and then just spending way too much time on that when it doesn't when it's not necessarily going to pan out into anything Mm. And, and then the whole you know you're spending x amount of dollars for each semester that you spend not necessarily you know getting the credit for your classes that you're going to you know it becomes very murky in terms of like your You want to learn stuff and you're spending time on learning it, but the thing you paid for, you're not putting enough effort into to actually get the return on that when you graduate. So,
0: right. Yeah. You know, I think it's important to properly frame in your mind what college is and why you're doing it. I think this debate often stems out of the initial assumption that college is a thing that you do because you're a human who got good enough grades out of high school or has enough money. So like, it's just the thing you do and when you're there you should get an education or get grades or whatever the advice is but I I think it's better to compare college and your decision to go to it with like your decision to buy a course online and go through it or your decision to go to the bookstore and buy a book and go through it like why are you doing it and if you're paying for it you should have a reason and that's why I think like that default Let's crush my grades, pick the major that's interesting to me and try to make that my my main focus at first is a good initial path because you've already yep. paid or gone into debt for college. Like you're not just right. there for no reason. That being said, college is not the only place to get an education. And I think you touched on this in your article uh, that you wrote about this where it's like people don't just become well-educated, well-rounded Renaissance people in college and then graduate and use that for the rest of their lives you know in my experience, life after college has been just as if not more educational. I mean has it been that way for you as well?
1: yeah hundred percent yeah I've learned I've learned more in the five years since I graduated than I did in the entirety of high school and college I mean <laughs> uh, it totally being honest there it's like mm. as soon as I got on the job like right out of college, the learning curve went from like this graduating senior year to like, you know, you, your new stuff every single day. Yeah. And then, you know, if you continue to push yourself, then it just, that learning curve continues. So
0: now, is that learning yeah. curve increase Was that uh, job related knowledge from your job or was it other things as well? Like, what I mean,
1: sort of job related? Yeah. It, I mean, it was job specific stuff to like the, the product we were making, the industry okay. that I was in. But then it's also like, you know, how do I, how do I actually like figure out what work to do when I'm sort of more autonomous and that mm. somebody's not telling me. So it's like, you, you have like figuring out how to work, you know, work practices. Uh, you, and then we're talking about like, you know, how to communicate with people networking. networking. Uh, and then you start like developing other skills that have to do with what you're doing, but not a, they're sort of like tangential. Like, you know, I learned how to, build like a basic database because that was one of the projects that, so you know it's kind of like pragmatic in terms of what i was going through in work but then also like you know i want to do it to the best of my ability so like i'm going to supplement that with like all this other stuff that i wouldn't have learned just to learn it but mm. you know it's something you recognize that's going to kind of help you get get that much further i'm yeah. sure it's the same thing for you you know when you first started you know in your site. It's not like you you weren't like going into it like knowing that you were gonna learn all this stuff about like doing awesome audio and video yeah. editing. And once you have the opportunity to like get out there and if you have that sort of like mindset that you're gonna continue to learn, then I think uh, the sort of like standard educational framework is is limiting in that way in that. It, has a prescribed set of things that you do have to learn that may not match up that well with what you're actually working on.
0: Yeah, it's like that just-in-time learning concept where it's like, oh, I need this, so I will go learn this. And for me, since graduation, it's been a mix. Um, Just-in-time learning has taught me a lot of skills that help with my career. And also, I would say that a lot of the less like practical knowledge I've gained has been the result of just in time learning because i've said oh i want to make a video on whether or not speed reading is useful and works so now i have to go to the library and dig into scientific research on that and now i know that stuff so that was you know that was also just in time but i've also learned a lot outside of class you know or after i guess after class ended through just curiosity um just picking up books and and watching documentaries and just reading articles, just for the sake of it, but yeah. I think like that is that's a thing to keep in mind. Like you can do that. I feel like there's this sort of general idea that most adults get out of school and then they do their job, and like that's kind of where they, the intense learning ends. But it doesn't have to be. College yeah. is not college is not the time in your life when you are learning like quote unquote block, this is the time when you learn, this is the time when you work. College is just, I've decided to invest a ton of money to spend most of my of my time in an academic environment for four years or longer or whatever. Um, but after I'm done with that, I will still, if I choose, learn intensely through other means, you know, whether it be classes, whether it be reading, what have you. I think I like your mindset that you should go for grades first because- you've made a conscious investment in a system that works on grades. Exactly. And it's not the only time to ever learn. Right. Yeah.
1: Aside the fact of whether whether or not you're going to college to just get a degree or get the grades or whatever, in general, I think the other point that we didn't necessarily cover was like in general, when it comes to learning, you can learn stuff through just general curiosity. Like you said, watching documentaries, you know, you you see a book walking through the bookstore that you want to pick up and just read. And like, that's all good because I think like that input of information helps you like generate ideas and like get inspired about stuff. But when it comes down to like the actual like hard tactics of uh, learning a new subject, you know, you, you really, for some reason you want to learn about quantum physics you, know, you can read it. You can read a million sort of like popular physics books about quantum quantum mechanics and all this weird stuff, but you're really not going to truly like obtain knowledge that you can use unless you you know put in the hard work of like learning towards a particular outcome. Mm. So this you know this is this thing I talk about a lot on my site, which is like this idea of goal-oriented learning. I think uh, Josh Josh Kaufman has a book called like the first twenty hours. Yeah. I don't know if you. Yeah. So that that the premise behind that book and like I think a lot of the premise behind uh, Tim Ferriss's work is that you need to have some sort of specific like outcome that you're trying to achieve when you go into a learning project Mm. uh, because that that dictates like what the most effective actions are towards getting to that. So if you want to learn about how to how to speak Spanish with a natural Spanish speaker versus you want to learn how to like read and write Spanish so you can like compose an essay in Spanish. The activities that are gonna you know get you to those two different outcomes are gonna be actually pretty different when it comes down to it. Like on the one case you're gonna focus on like what are the most common like conversations that I'm gonna have with a, a fluent Spanish speaker versus on the other side you're gonna be focusing on your grammar and all this other stuff. So I don't think that's any less true when it comes to college regardless of why you're there, you know, if you're taking the course and the, the course is structured in a certain way, you, know, you have, you know, this final that's worth 50% of your grade. That's ultimately the thing you should be working towards. Um, mm. And that's going to determine, you know, what the most effective use of your time is. So if you can, if you can sort of like structure your learning around this goal that just happens to be tests and grades or whatever, or the big project or whatever the 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 big emphasis is, it is in that class, then you're just gonna you're gonna be using your time that much more efficiently if you're focusing on that versus if you're if you just decide to like read through the textbook uh, because you think that you should know all those things and then the test is on like one one hundredth of that textbook then it shouldn't come to as a surprise to you that you're spending you know sixty hours a week studying and not getting the grades out the other end. Mm. So, so I think uh, on, a, on a more tactical level, I, I think I support that whole idea of focusing on grades even more uh, than sort of the debate on whether that's the whole purpose for college or not, if that makes sense at all.
0: So are you saying like the people who are more in the holistic education camp, their their strategy is almost just like kind of jump around as you see fit, as you're interested, learn here and there and start building this overall body of knowledge through time And you're saying, well, no, if you want to learn a specific thing, it's much more efficient to set a specific goal and maybe even build out a curriculum that's going to get you there. That way you can efficiently move through those things. And, oh, look, there's a class that you're in that already did that for you with (laughs) with milestones and deliverables and goals uh, through tests that you can actually just use as your goals. So I think that's that's interesting because it sort of frames class as more useful than it's often framed. A lot of people yeah. kind of say like oh class is inefficient, you're learning things you don't need to know, you know. Maybe that's true, but if the class does represent the body of knowledge you're trying to acquire or at least a specific subset of that that you can build a goal out of, then it is efficient.
1: Yeah, and the only reason I think people say that like classes inefficient is because I think a lot of times the curriculum that professors come up with doesn't map to what students feel is useful mm-hmm. um, just because of, you know, different viewpoints or not spending as much time focusing on teaching versus, you know, what they're doing in research and mm-hmm. you know, there are a whole host of reasons why that would be the case. A, a lot of times, like if you're if you say, like, I want to go to college to just like get a holistic education, I think a lot of times students with that idea will you know, say, I, I need to learn everything, but you don't have time to learn everything. So you have to choose what you're going to learn. And so how do you make that decision? And so you can either leave it up to random chance and just kind of hope that you end up with the knowledge that you need to, mm-hmm. or you can specifically target what you're going to learn first. And then, you know, if you, like I say, like if you have the extra time, then go ahead and invest that in whatever you want. It's just a matter of prioritization and I think I think a lot of times there's a resistance to prioritizing based on grades because you don't want to feel like all you're doing is trying to get the grades but yeah. that that's not the case it's it's the the whole grading structure is just kind of like a guiding it's, it's like a guiding structure that's going to help you out.
0: Yeah, maybe there's a bit of an overcorrection where people see this grade structure as oh well we're just regurgitating what we've learned for a grade and it doesn't represent what we actually need to use this knowledge for. It doesn't represent the full body of knowledge we're trying to acquire. So therefore the whole system is is bad and we should just learn holistically however we want instead. <laughs> and it's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's like, no, the grade the grade system and structure works because you're working towards some sort of test, which is an efficient way of encoding information anyway. Like pulling information out of your mind is the best way to learn it. Uh, it's, it just so happens that maybe one individual class or, you know, certain classes may not teach as efficiently as they could, that d- that doesn't mean that the entire system is broken.
1: Yeah. Like you can still yeah, use and, it
0: to your advantage. Yeah, and It might no, be good I've, to, like, graft that system onto your own personal uh, individual learning adventures as well.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think you're 100% right. You just did a, uh, a video all about focus and, like, how mm-hmm. do I... Pick what to focus on. And I think focusing on one thing at a time is like, it's one of the most critical things to like get them, get more out of whatever you're doing with your time. Mm. So even if you are, even if your goal is just to like learn more about the world or like have a more, become more cultured and like have a bigger perspective on, you know, the possibilities of life, probably the best way to achieve that is to like say, Okay, this this week I'm gonna like read Thoreau and like go through like all the all the thing all the arguments that he goes through in, in whatever you you know one of his books that you're reading, uh, and then this next week you know I'm gonna move on to uh, Dickens and like study his work mm-hmm. uh, instead of just letting the current of whatever comes by your face kind of dictate
0: you know, yeah. how you spend
1: your time. So, you know, regardless of what, yeah, regardless of what you want the ultimate outcome to be, having some way to focus yourself in on acquiring that knowledge is is always going to help you. And, you know, maybe it's an overcorrection to think that, you know, you, you shouldn't focus on grades and that that's fine, but you should be focusing on something, even if it isn't on just just getting an A on your test.
0: Maybe the picture in the minds of these people who say to go learn everything, maybe the picture that they've manufactured is like, The ultimate goal is to be this very cultured, poised person who can stand around at a cocktail party and converse on any subject. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He knows politics and math and science, and he's so dashing. Oh my God. Oh my stars. (laughs) But like.
1: Yeah, whenever anybody says well read, you know that's like a red flag.
0: I want to be a well read person, but it's like, okay, your interest isn't in the migratory patterns of sea lions. <laughs> or you know the political and uh, you know geopolitical instability in certain regions of the world or why sharks run away from killer whales like that's not your interest your interest is just to be a cool like a badass looking well-read person that that <laughs> like that particular interest isn't going to get you anywhere because yeah. it's just like a here's a picture of what I want to be i could cosplay that i find that people who are actually well-read and actually interesting are those who have had very defined goals and they've had deep dives into certain su- subjects or created things and through that experience they just happen to have learned a lot of diverse things.
1: Yeah, and it's also like everything is a trade-off, so if you want to be really re- well read and like be able to s- espouse about things at cocktail parties like and you also want to like be a coder, every hour that you don't spend like learning how to code, you're just going to be that much worse at coding than you would have <laughs> been otherwise. Yeah. So you know, you got to think about it. Like what, what's the sort of cost benefit of, of these different things that I'm spending my time on. Yeah. You know, you, you can think that you want to be, you know, that cool dude, but you know, what's the price of like not focusing on the, you know, your actual interests or, or what you actually want to achieve. So it's interesting.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the dilemma. Have you seen the movie? What's it called? Um, Limitless. Yes, I have. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, And he takes the drug and then he's like reading all these books and he's at like this super fancy mansion talking with people and then cliff diving <laughs> and then investing in stocks and becoming a millionaire. Like, I watched that movie and I was like, that's exactly what I want to be. He's basically <laughs> Batman without the parent issues and the cape. But <laughs> like, yeah. I don't have a, a special miracle drug to make my brain an insane computer. I'm like, a human. Yeah. So well, it's right. You have to invest. Into, uh, yeah, it's an
1: interesting look into like the psychology of like, you know, that's kind of like a, a peer into like, if we were, if we were a superhero, like, what would we want to do? And it's just like, like you said in your video, it's like, we just have too many interests. There are too many things that you want to mm. do. And so that's like Bradley Cooper had that problem, but he solved it by, you know, getting this amazing <laughs> drug.
0: <laughs> by taking drugs. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm going to get a bunch of emails saying, should I take Adderall? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I never know how to answer that question. Cause there, I mean, there's plenty of people who are like, yeah, it works awesome for me. And then there's plenty of people who are like, look at this research about how addictive it is. And I'm like, eh, I'm not a scientist. Don't ask me these questions. Yeah. <laughs> ask your doctor. Yeah.
1: Well, my, my answer is always like going from like five hours of sleep a night to nine hours of sleep a night. That's like, that's like the most powerful drug that you can possibly uh, take. Yeah. I think yeah, really that's the thing optimizing your brain. It's just like, start there. And then like, right. once you're doing that consistently, if you want to, you know, Experiment with smart drugs, then by all means. Yeah, but-
0: I think that, that'll be my answer. I don't know anything about Adderall or whatever, but if somebody asks me, like, should I take this drug to be a better performer? I'm going to ask you, like, how are your fundamentals? Are you getting yeah. at least seven hours of sleep a night? Are you exercising? Are you eating well? Like, your body evolved to do those things. Your body did not evolve to sit in a computer and, like, code for 10 hours a day. So if you want to code efficiently, you need to do the things your body was made to do at least some of the time, yeah. And beyond that, like, don't ask the non-scientist business major guy.
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna
0: go look at the same scientific articles you have access to, and yeah. you probably have more because you're at a college campus. and Yeah, that's, there are a lot. That's of... actually the sad thing. I can't read a lot of journals now. Yeah. I well, know. I can it's go like, to it's... my sc- I can go to my old school and I can bars. go to the library, but yeah. I can't do it from home, which is unfortunate.
1: Got to find somebody who's still in school and steal their login. <laughs>
0: Give me your login, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I used to do that at work all the time. All the new interns, I'd just be like, hey, I have this paper that I want to read. Can I uh, have you login?" in?
0: <laughs> so. Well, I do find it fortunate that I still am like half an hour away from my university library. And I can, I was there yesterday, actually. Just felt like going to work there. Yeah. And nobody has caught on yet that I'm graduated. <laughs> <And> luckily, <laughs> it's open to the public anyway. So it feels a little sick. weird being there, but yeah.
1: The one thing I did notice is like going back to campus, like the few times I have over the last year or two, is like
0: everyone is so small. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I
1: thought like I, I had this like vision in my head, like I'm the same person now, like uh, that I was in college, but it's just like I must have just like had no idea what was going <laughs> on <laughs> because that's what it looks like all these. Uh, you
0: practice. know, it's weird. I've always perceived people who were older to me to be bigger than me like, physically taller, even though, like, if I walk up to them, I am taller than that person. Uh, and then, like, people who are younger, they just seem smaller, and then you, like, realize, like, that dude is 6'4", he's actually not, they just look young. There's, like, some, yeah. some perception of a person being younger, older than you, further in their life's path, or, or not as far along, that affects your perception of their physical size. Yeah. Because I get the same thing. I look at people who are, you know, sophomores in college, and I'm like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> like the same height as me you just don't yeah. have a beard yeah it's, it's <laughs> kind of weird plus i would i would probably take you for like college junior because you don't have a beard
1: yeah <laughs> yeah when I, I i you know when i don't shave and i just let things happen yeah people think i'm older but then it's like e- even when i like would go into work after i'd shave be like you look you look really young. I'm <laughs> just like, yeah. Oh, uh, thanks.
0: <laughs> the few times but, I have shaved in the past, like three or four years, I get that people were like, you look like you just de aged five years. Yeah. Though when I did, uh, just a mustache, it was the opposite effect. They thought I looked yeah, 40 creepy.
1: and the creepy old guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I don't have to have a mustache anymore. That was a, that was a costume I suffered for. <laughs> all right man well you think we uh put a bow on it then
1: yeah no i I think that pretty much covers it
0: cool Um, well thanks for coming on the show uh and where can people find you give your site a shout out
1: so uh you can find me over at wtfprofessor.com if you're a student who's in math or science or engineering the site's for you that uh, everything on there is dedicated towards how to learn better in technical courses and uh there's a bunch of free resources if you want to check them out so just head over to the site and you'll find everything there
0: I'm seeing, I haven't checked the homepage of your blog in a little while. You've got a bunch of new blog posts. And it does look like a few of these are physics and math based.
1: Yeah. So I've gotten a lot of feedback lately from students and uh, they wanted it. you know, I I cover a lot of general learning principles uh, as sort of like the core content on the site. But then it's like, okay, now I have this calculus problem. How do I apply this learning technique to this calculus problem? Right. So a lot of the new content that I'm producing now is specific to calculus, physics, uh, general chemistry, you know, how, how, do, how do I learn these types of problems or these concepts more effectively? And so I've been putting a lot of more content out aimed towards that.
0: Well, I will say to anybody listening who's not in the calculus or the, you know, the technical courses, um, a lot of your material, especially the stuff from a little while ago, is much more general and reflective of some of the guest posts you've done for me which i will put in the show notes cool so check it out whether whatever major you're in but definitely if you're in those technical majors uh tom's site is much better than mine because (laughs) i don't focus on i don't know i don't know calculus (laughs) (laughs) cool yeah thanks man. man yeah thanks for coming on the show all right, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Like I said, you can find Tom's writing over at wtfprofessor.com, and it is excellent. Definitely check it out. Also, if you want to find my favorite resources for making your college experience a better one, you can find those over at collegeinfogeek.com resources. And that is it for this episode. So until next week, stay cute.